Welcome to the Governance Freffy podcast, brought to you in conjunction with the Skills and Education Group. So I'm delighted to be joined on the podcast today by Heather Cross, Chair of the National Governance Professionals Group and Chair of the AOC's Southwest Region Governance Professionals Group. Heather has many years' experience in FE as a governance professional and also 15 years as a college vice principal with responsibilities for estates, HR and student services. Her governance experience ranges over more than 10 colleges, working with many different chairs and senior teams, spanning urban and rural colleges across different sizes and types, including specially designated institutes. Heather is a qualified chartered governance professional and has a diploma in employment law. In her work, she has advised chairs and governors on many aspects of governance, mentored and advised other governance professionals in the FE sector, written national governance course materials, and carried out a number of external board reviews. Heather is currently Director of Governance at Wiltshire College and University Centre, a position she has held for 10 years in addition to her work supporting colleges as a national leader of governance. So welcome, Heather. Nice to see you, Fiona. Great to have you on and thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. Um, I'd like to speak about the work that you're doing with the National Governance Professionals Group. So first of all, congratulations on your appointment as chair. Uh, You've been involved with that group for many years now um, and the good work that it does. So it would be great to hear from you if you could share with us what the purpose of that group is and perhaps give us some insights into what it is aiming to achieve over the next year or so. So I believe there's six key areas of focus. If you'd like to share them with us, that would be great. Absolutely. Yes, that's great. It's really good to have the opportunity today with you to talk about the group. So that's that's brilliant. Um, I took up being the chair of the group um, at the beginning of August um, 2023. And as part of that, one of the things I was really keen to do was actually that as a group, we agreed what our sort of themes and purposes were. Because although I think probably members of the group have really had that in their minds for some time, we've never really actually sort of articulated it before now. So I was keen to make sure that we did that, really. And um, at our recent meeting in September 23. We talked about that and we agreed those. So what I'm able to share with you today is actually what we've agreed as a group um, as as being our sort of purpose. I suppose overall, the first thing to say is that really our business is the development and knowledge for all governance professionals in the FE sector. So that's, if you like, our sort of, um, you know, reason reason for being that's mm-hmm. that's overall what we want to do but the sort of six things really that we've um, that we've agreed are that we should demonstrate and promote governance best practice in the sector we should develop communications and interchange between the AOC national group that we're part of and the regional governance professionals groups that the AOC runs and convenes and the wider group of all governance professionals nationally in AOC member colleges. Clearly, it is um, an association of colleges grouping and the secretariat for the group comes from, um, from there. But 
I think it's, you know, sort of very high percentage of colleges in the FE sector are, are part of the AOC. So most colleges, the vast majority of colleges um, can can benefit from the work that we're that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, then if I move on to the other things that that really are important for us, we want to make meaningful contributions to national decisions and discussions related to governance um, and wider issues in the sector too, and lobbying as required. And we want to foster and improve links with our shared connections. So, you know, the Department for Education, the FE Commissioner's Office, ETF, the the JISC Network for Governance Professionals, and importantly, the AOC National Chairs Council. And I can say a little bit more about the the links with the National Chairs Council, or indeed any of any of those organisations, okay. if you'd like to ask me about that. Yeah, we'll come um, to that in a bit. Yeah, thanks. Okay. And then and then just the the final two things really: one to sort of generally keep channels open to other parties and groups that are interested in FE governance. And importantly, to act as a consultative body with the AOC on governance related and associated issues. So those those are the six things really that we've that we've agreed as as being important for us and our sort of modus operandi. Now, that sounds great, Heather. Really good to hear about um, that and what what you're focusing on as a group. It all sounds really great. I mean, we know that the role of the governance professional in the eyes of DFE and others is sort of now seen, if you like, as the cornerstone of effective governance um, in our organisations. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we also know that it can be, you know, quite an isolated role at times, um, especially for those who are not regularly sitting in on management teams or or otherwise closely linked to the day to day management of the college. Um, You know, given that the people they work for, the board, are all remote um, from the college, too. So, um, I can really see the benefit of being part of a network um, such as you've described. It's really important for governance professionals to connect, to learn, to feel supported. Um, and I wondered if you just wanted to give us a little bit more sort of information about how you reach out to networks or how those networks work and how people perhaps can feed back up to the group through the networks. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's really, really important that the, the, the way that the networks work are, firstly, there are the regional groups that, that meet. Um, and everyone in that region, um, provided they, they're from an AOC college, um, is, is able to take part in, in that network. Um, and I know that the, the the AOC people make sure that they're reaching out to to all of those governance professionals in in the the uh, the region to say, please do come along and um, and join in um, and engage with your colleagues. And likewise, as a chair of a regional group, I very much do the same too. So mm-hmm. where colleagues have agreed to share their um, their email addresses we can make sure that we're telling them about all sorts of things that are happening and encourage them to to be in touch um, and I think that you know we are a real community of of governance professionals um, if I think particularly about the southwest again you know there are there are lots of people who you know I would consider and I hope that um, that 
those members would consider the same, you know, who are sort of, you know, we're, we're friends, you know, we, we share um, our experiences and um, we know that, you know, to some extent there's sort of Chatham House rules in terms of things that we might be discussing um, and uh, we can support one another. And I think that people who take part really recognise the benefits of that mm-hmm. um, and we really have an opportunity to, to talk and um, and share in that way. And that's what we want to also promote in the national group too, um, but also knowing that we've got that much wider reach in that respect and um, to reach out to, to other groups as well in the way that I've described. Yeah, no, that's really good to hear. Um, and certainly I've been a member of various area groups over my time in the sector too and have um, benefited hugely from them. Could you just tell us a little bit more about what your role is as the chair? So do you feed up to the national group? Do they feed down to you? What's that flow of information? How does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So really pleased to be able to sort of say a little bit more about that. Firstly, Everybody who is a chair of a regional group um, is a member of the national group. So, you know, we're representing everybody in in that sense across the country. Um, There's also um, a space for um, a member from NatSpec. Um, So from the the specialist colleges there, um, so they can take part. And um, we also have the the AOC lead for for governance who takes part in the group and also Hayley Ibokwe, who is the governance manager. So they're, they're there to support. And also, really importantly, the chair of the National Chairs Council, Simon Perriman, currently, is also a co-opted member of our group. And likewise, as chair of our group, I'm a co-opted member of the National Chairs Council. So that's an immediate link mm. that goes goes through there, too, um, to be able to sort of look and, and, and work with, with chairs. So, so that's mm-hmm. great. So we're really wanting to make sure that there's a real network um, of links there through and the way that communication can happen from the region through to to national is we try and make sure that the meetings that we have locally are timed so that they can feed through in a sensible and timely way to the national group mm-hmm. and likewise we'll, we'll want to feed back in in that way too and of course you know we're all talking to one another as well mm-hmm. as um, as individuals and colleagues and keeping those those routes open at other times. Okay, that that's really helpful, Heather. Thank you, and thank you for making that link as well to Simon, um, the chair of the Chairs Council, who we had on a podcast last uh, in the last academic year, and I know he was right. speaking about as well their role, um, perhaps um, more of a prominent role around the sort of lobbying um, matter. Yes. And- mentioned that as well at the beginning I mean did you want to say anything more about any particular topics that you're lobbying on or or how you go about that? Yes absolutely well um, in thinking about our agendas for meetings um, we're we're regularly having various people from different organisations coming to talk to us Um, very often we're talking to ETF um, and particularly recently, we've been talking to them about the development of the Governor 
um, programme that they're running and how that's promoted, and also the the governance professionals' qualifications that they have been um, instrumental in in developing, and how those can be promoted in in the best way possible. So that's been very much a live debate that we've mm. we've been having with them recently. Um, and I'm making contributions and thinking about how they can do that to, to best effect and how we might be able to, to help them with that. So that's an example in a sense of sort of lobbying. Um, but hopefully, really, it's sort of a question of, of actually talking to those organisations and um, developing sort of mutual understanding. Another another area that, that we're looking at at the moment is we've got a couple of our members who are part of the... DFE group um, who are looking at the new financial handbook and developing that. So that's another example, if you like, of sort of lobbying and um, contributing to to national discussions in that way and um, hopefully, you know, making things for the better as a result. Yeah. Now, that's really reassuring um, to hear, Heather, about, you know, this um, consultative role that you're playing um, and feeding up, you know, from what's happening on the at the cold front, if you like, of governance yes. into, um, you know, the guidance that's going to be coming out uh, at a national level. So that I say that's really reassuring to hear. Um, did you want to talk about any other sort of groups or networks that you collaborate with? I mean, you've mentioned the AOC, the ETF. Does that pretty much cover um, your reach or was there anybody else that you wanted to reference at this point? Well, it's, it's definitely wider than that. I mean, mm. um, we would we would talk and we regularly do talk to the Department for Education generally. Um, you know, some of the live topics that, that we would be talking with them about um, quite soon and have last year as well would be um, how external board reviews are, are going and our experiences of, of those. Um, some of us on the group are actually providing board reviews as well so obviously we've got to be very careful about declaring our interest in that in that respect too as individuals but but nonetheless you know we can share um some some general themes that are that are coming through and also how as individuals we're finding board reviews are working in our in our individual colleges um and our experience of that so um the dfe is interested particularly to to know about that and we'll no doubt be thinking later this year about perhaps how the guidance is developed for the future so that would certainly be something that we would really want to to work with with them on in terms of working with the AOC, um, we will, um, again, some examples there. Um, we're about to talk to them concerning the senior um, staff remuneration survey that they do and the, the questions that they ask about governance professionals in the sector so that we can really make sure that that's as meaningful as it could be when we get that that data back and that's shared across AOC colleges. Um, and likewise, we've talked recently with the, um, the AOC about shaping the governance professionals conference that's going to be coming up in January 24, um, so that we can make sure, again, that sort of the themes for that and the things that are going to be discussed are, are really going to help governance professionals in the best way possible so those those are a few examples of of things that um other things that we've done 
and will continue to do in terms of the links through there. Yeah, no, that collaboration is so important, isn't it, to ensure that it really has an impact for governance professionals in their day-to-day role. Um, so, so, yes, yeah, I can understand the importance of that. And it's it's great to hear that that's going on. Now, I expect that much of the national professional um, governance professionals group's objectives align with your own personal experiences and, and consequently desires for progress of governance in FE. So I'm just keen to hear from you, either from what you've seen with your involvement in the group over many years and also as a governance professional in the sector, where perhaps you think progress has been made in governance and perhaps what continues to frustrate you around governance <laughs> in FE. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I'm I'm heartened to see, on the one hand, that the developments that have been in terms of the promotion of, of governance professionals and the promotion of the work that, that they do, um, and that that's something that I think has really been a developing theme over the over the past couple of couple of years, um, and a number of organisations that you know really are setting the agenda, if you like, for for FE. Um, have taken pains to to promote the role. So thinking particularly, say, for instance, of some of the communications that have come out in the past couple of years from the FE Commissioner's Office, where they've they've really wanted to take the opportunity to promote the role more strongly and um, the developing role of of a governance professional, which I'd like to say a little bit more about in a moment, if I can. Mm -hmm. Um, So... That that's that's really heartening, um, um, but I feel that we're still very much on a journey, um, and that there are many colleges who've really recognised the, um, the the greater importance of the governance professional, and that's been recognised in the the way that people are described. Um, so. Whilst there's there's obviously a sort of, um, if you like, a noble standing of the idea of being a clerk, um, you know, and if you were a town clerk in local in local government, that's you know the most sort of senior position. But nonetheless, mostly people understand the the name of clerk as as actually something which is a relatively lowly post. Um, and so I think by colleges looking at what the role is and changing the title to either head of governance or director of governance or something like that. What's in a name, as they say, you know, so um, I think it's conveying a, a different sort of notion of of what the, the role is. So that's that's great. Mm-hmm. But that's by no means universal of that understanding. And I still think we've got quite a long way to go with that. And sadly, I mean, colleges continue to be under pressure in terms of their finances. And sometimes I think, you know, there have been some colleges where they've thought, oh, well, you know, we we might be able to cut a few corners here. We might be able to sort of cut our cloth a little bit finer. Um, And there have been some instances where they've they've uh, sort of almost reduced the um, the importance or the uh, the remuneration of, of governance professionals. But unfortunately, I think, you know, then they've, they, they will suffer from that because they're not going to get 
the strong professionals that they deserve to support their governance and advise them appropriately because they they're not looking they're not looking for the right people so that is that's a real frustration for me that in some instances i think we've seen that going backwards but we've got to continue and redouble our efforts to to promote that more strongly as a result and i think there's some been some good things that are happening to support that so one the dfe has supported um governance professionals more by the, the fact that now all colleges have to report in their members report and financial statements annually um about the both the um the training and development that they've they've providing um, and making sure happens for their governance professionals but also importantly that when they are recruiting new people to those positions that actually they they do have to have either the experience or the qualifications that you would expect for a professional governance professional to hold Um, and um Whilst obviously that's that's not necessarily something which is going to have huge teeth, it does hopefully give people pause to to think about how they're going to be able to answer that if that's not something that they've that mm. they've done currently. So I hope that will help over time. And all of those sorts of little things actually start to to build up more um, and um, you know just sort of gain momentum as as a result. No, that's really helpful, um, Heather. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. And, you know, I agree, I concur with what you say. I mean, the the term of the clerk, as you say, you know, um, it has been historically, you know, a, a great position for somebody to hold. But I think if you look in the Oxford Dictionary, it defines a clerk as somebody involved, involved in administration, primarily filing, which I think we would both agree doesn't <laughs> fairly describe <laughs> the role of the governance professional. <laughs> And, you know, I think we can see, you know, I think everybody, governors particularly, would agree that the burden, if you like, or the requirement and responsibility on governors has grown significantly um, over the past few years. And there was a piece of research I saw recently that said CEOs and executive teams are spending, I think it's up to 25% more of their time. It's grown over 10 years on governance-related matters, you know, on compliance regulation and those kind of things. So it makes absolutely no sense as to why you would reduce the support of the very person that can help you with all of that. So, yeah, great to hear the steps that are being taken. I mean, we're we're Mm. nearly out of time, Heather, but I, I don't know if you wanted to share Perhaps if one piece of advice that you have for governance professionals coming into the FE sector, is there kind of a nugget that you'd like to share with them? Well, if if it's someone who's coming into the sector, um, I think I would say that actually, you know, FE FE really, really grips you. It's such an important um, contribute to, to our to our national um, society, really. You know the the fantastic work that FE does in in supporting people to develop their their skills um, and their experience, and the fantastic stories that you hear of how how students have have succeeded, and you know often perhaps you know in in adversity and really overcome all, all of those those things as well so 
when you start to become part of that community and can really see what you're contributing and how your governors strategically are are doing the best for for their particular college to see those things developing is not something well certainly speaking personally it's not something that you feel that you want to leave and you really want Mm. to play your part in that um so i suppose my my nugget would be um, if i'm allowed slightly two nuggets Mm -hmm. (laughs) one one being um sort of um a professional bit of advice um which is do actually continue to think about how you can be that trusted advisor in your um, in in supporting your your board, um, and and always bear that in mind in terms of the relationships that you're building with with the senior team in the college and the governance um, governors team that, that that you have your board that you're working with, yeah. and secondly the the other nugget don't lose sight of the absolutely fantastic work that colleges are, are doing um, in supporting their students. The students are, you know, it's, it's um, you know, one of those sort of uh, sayings that perhaps you might hear trotted out, but, you know, gov- governors should be really thinking about students at the heart of what they're doing and what's in their best interests and and don't lose sight of that in, in your work ever either or m- and making sure that your governors don't lose sight of that. Well, two fantastic nuggets, Heather. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for giving your time to talk to us about the National Governance Professionals Group and the great work that it's doing. So long may you continue to do so. And thank you for all your work and the work that your colleagues do in that group to support governance professionals within the sector. So thank you. Thanks, Fiona. Thanks for inviting me. I've enjoyed it. Lovely. Thanks a lot. Thank you for joining us on the Governance Refi podcast. Visit our website, governancereffy.co.uk, where you can find all the podcast episodes and a whole lot more information on governance in the FE and skills sector. This podcast was sponsored by the Skills and Education Group. Information on their qualifications, funding opportunities, professional development programmes and initiatives in support of teaching, learning and assessment can be found on their website at Skills and Education Group dot co dot uk